catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Adjacent. You're listening to the Sports Adjacent. Okay, I like that. I just learned something new today. Adjacent. With Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey on the House of L Network. We're doing everything I dreamed of as an adjacent. Russ, do you know this is Tone's last show for like two months? I didn't know how long it would be. I'm I'm not surprised. I know the baby's coming in like next couple of weeks, days, if you will. Like I wouldn't be shocked if in the next week we found something. Maybe by the time this podcast comes out. Um so Tone, so I was I thought about that part because Jason told me, like, oh, this is the last time we're gonna be all together for a little while. Are you taking paternity leave from everything? Yes. Okay. <laughs> you thought it was just us. <laughs> what? Gotta ask. Gotta ask. Right. I'm like, I Tone, mean, is there fair question. Like, I, I better not listen to Full Go and hear Jay say, yeah, it's the Full Go podcast and presented by The Ringer. Uh, Spotify is the game. Got the ex- exceptional one, Kyle Williams. And my main man, Tony Gil- I better not hear that. <laughs> so I, just, I didn't want to hear that on the pod. So, I'm mm-hmm. actually happy for Tone because Tone has had to learn over the years, like we all have, to just completely pull the plug. And when he pulls it, he pulls it now. And I think marriage and child mm-hmm. have also like added to like, oh, man, I've been waiting. I've been waiting to pull the plug on y'all. Not y'all <laughs> as in us, but y'all as mm-hmm. in everybody else. All of the um, responsibilities. So what's the, uh, what's the paternity leave like rules for dudes? Oh, it's well. Equal I mean, now, it, I it depends on where you work. It's uh, it's equal, yeah, yeah. It's, it's super equal. Like I'm from NBC. I get uh. Well, I'm not gonna be telling people you know what I get, but you right. know I'm gonna be gone for a minute. You know, for for a little minute. And every time I tell people the the amount of time that I'm gonna be gone, it always shocks people out. Like, how long I'm gonna be out? So, um, but I, 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 I brothers. Right, right. I mean. <laughs> uh, I think companies or at least, you know, more modern companies are understanding that in order to have a well-functioning worker, you need yeah. a well-functioning worker that's has a, a stable place uh, to live and, and be comfortable in. So um, it only incentivizes the, the worker to, you know, do good at what you're doing at the company because you have all these great benefits. So. Um, I'm all for it. I know Spotify, they they have a pretty good policy as well. So a lot of these newer digital uh, modern companies, they are embracing, you know, leave for both parents. 
You see, man, so this when stuff you had like the girls. How how many? How much time did you take off? I'm glad you asked, man, because I feel like Reggie Bush, and it's like now I'm seeing all these guys get this nil. Now I'm seeing all these guys get this nil money, and it's fine. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay for whatever car dealership to buy my mom a house now. And I'm like, I'm happy for you guys. I'm happy that all you guys are getting this. You you walk to take like half half a year so off. So we can run. Yeah, I'm happy for you. Yeah. But also, like, you know, I had to negotiate my butt off for, like, a reasonable amount of time 10 years ago when my kids were... Can I get it now, Russ? Can I go back and be like, hey, look, I know these kids are, like, 9 and 12, but they're wearing my ass out. Like, I, I, how about how about a month off? How about two months off? Let me get, let me get like, retroactive paternity leave. That's, uh, that's unfortunate. And, you know, we weren't open-minded as a society when you were working fighting to to like be there for your wife and kids is crazy that is crazy. like that's wild <laughs> like when you really think about it like jason just said i had to fight to be there with my wife when she had our kids well what happened was it was it was very weird timing um for our second kid as far as work goes uh when grace was born when my 12 year old was born it was pretty good timing it was like right at, it was when i was covering university of florida and it was like right at the end of the NCAA tournament. So it was mm-hmm. a pretty good time to take off. And actually, like it was going to be cutting it too close. Florida was uh, Elite Eight, I think, every year that I was covering them in basketball. And they were like winning their Elite Eight game against Butler, Brad Stevens and Butler. And I was like, dang, I'm going to have to go to Houston next week for the Final Four. This is cutting it kind of close. Gainesville, Florida is a hard place to get back to on short notice from anywhere. And I'm like, the night before the night before the game, I had decided, like, I can't. If they go to the Final Four, I cannot go. And I got to stay home. Like, I cannot take any chances missing the birth of my child. My kid will know that forever. And I'm sitting there sweating out that, that Elite Eight game in New Orleans. And Florida's, like, winning at halftime pretty big, I thought. And they just completely blew the game over the second half. And it was over, and it was like, I never had to make any decision either way, which was you know nice. What's, uh, <laughs> you know what's, um, you know, you coming to that conclusion, um, like, it took me a little while to get there, right? Because before, I only had to worry about me. And I didn't care. I was like, man, put the pedal to the metal. Let's get this done. I don't need vacation yeah. or time off or anything like that. But, man, for real, like, getting married, about to have a kid, it really puts things in perspective. Like I had to be encouraged to set boundaries um, at work. And that was because of my wife, like saying like, no, they're not going to fire you. <laughs> you can ask yeah. for a structure. You can ask yeah. for shifts. You can, you know, you can ask for these things. And I was like, can I? Like you start doubting yourself and, and how important you are to the, uh, to the companies that you that you work for, and I, that's something I really struggled with, and something that I needed, you know, encourage on. And, and that's why you have like a help me uh, to yep. encourage you when in the weak parts of, of your life. And um, yeah, without her, I, I honestly say I I just be like, okay, you know, whatever they tell me to do, like you know, be willing to do it, which is like a good attitude to have to a certain point. Um, but you know, after a while, you you need to set those boundaries with, hey, yeah. whatever happens here, like I need to go home or I need to be with my wife in this or I need to be with my family in, in this moment. Work will have to figure it out. 
I think you always have to work hard. Like that'll mm-hmm. be true time 60. Right. You have to be a hard worker. But I think there, there's a difference between when you're in your 20s and you have um, fewer other things, fewer things in your personal life pulling on you, whether you are single or in my case, married, but you don't have kids. So my wife was working too. Like there was, there was a lot more, uh, there was a lot less in the way of just wanting to go all in on work and try to climb. And I still work really hard now, 20 years later, but I do have some boundaries because I have more things that want my attention. And I think like one of the things that I was thinking about when I was uh, talking, telling you about not planning in my head that I was going to not go to the final four. I think like that was in my twenties. And I think one of the things you realize when you get older, when you've been around a little longer is very, very few things in life are actually once in a lifetime. Like they're going to play the final four again the next year and the next year. And then like, it's going to be there. This is this very few times. Is it actually your only shot? I wonder if you feel like that, Russ, because you're, like you're coming up on 30. So you're like relatively young still, but you also have gotten good experience that these things are not as maybe special or unique. Sometimes if they don't work out, if for whatever reason you don't go cover something or you can't, cause you have to make a decision that something in your personal life is more important. It almost certainly is not going to be your last chance to do that thing. See, I, I look at it totally different for us covering the event as opposed to being a fan of the event, because I can make the case that things that you want to do as far as like, if this is your favorite team or something like that might only happen once in your lifetime, right? Like the generations of Cubs fans that never saw the Cubs win the world series. Right. Oh, I mean, the white Sox are never winning again. We know that. Right. My dad (laughs) has gotten to see the white Sox win the world series once in his lifetime. Right. I've never seen the Bears win the Super Bowl. But I've Almost seen the all of us win a few times. Right? Almost like, all of I, us have not seen the Bears win. Right. Like I the, the 85 Bears might might as well be the Loch Ness monster. <laughs> you gotta be <laughs> like, like you gotta seen. be like what 45 or 50 minimum to have any memory of that? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So like I think from that perspective, if you were a fan of something, I could understand you being like, eh, well. I get this chance again because I do think it's true in a lot of cases in that aspect for as covering it. Like, dude, I covered the world series every year. I covered the all-star game. I cover whatever, like things are far less important. A lot of times you're weighing the risk. Like when you're talking about kids being born and tone, you don't have this situation because you're not in like a traveling job or anything, but you have to, you have to weigh the risk of in that situation. Like if, if they had gone to the final four, and let's say I'd gone to the final four and it would have been fine. Actually, I would have been back. My daughter was born a week after the final four, but you don't get to know that ahead of time. And you have to weigh the chances. It's like, is there like a 10% chance I could get stuck in Houston and miss the birth of my child? I mean, 10% is enough not to do it for me. <laughs> I, uh, I, I'm glad we're talking about this because I think we are all really good at what we do. And we all care about being really good at those jobs. At the end of the day, dog, what we do in the grand scheme of things is not that important. And Mm -hmm. I have a good friend of mine who had a story, a really big 
profile written about them came out today, actually. And in that story, you find that this friend of mine cares about this business, the job, more than almost anything else in his life. And you look at that and you say, man, I don't think I could do that, nor do I want to. And I think you have to decide going into this business what you're willing to sacrifice. And he sacrificed a lot to be great at what he does. And I just it it seems like that could be a like you talk about agonizing over getting back to see your daughter when in reality that decision was mm-hmm. super easy, right? You knew what the right decision was mm-hmm. the whole time. You just didn't want to disappoint your business, your your uh employer. It didn't feel easy at the time, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. It felt very stressful at the time. In hindsight, yeah. it seems easy, though. And like, who's your friend? Tone, I mean, they wrote a profile about him. Just tell us who it is. Who are we talking? Oh, about? it's it's my my, my guy Shams, right? Oh, okay. and mm-hmm. like the what you and Tone would have done, like he would just be in the just and I I that's like my my man, man, but like. He'd be in the delivery room holding his wife's hand, like looking at texts from agents and executives. And I think that's <laughs> wild. Like, I think mm-hmm. at some point you have to say, I have to put like there, I have to what um Tony just said, I'm I'm dumb today. Uh you have to set up boundaries, right? And priorities. And, your your, and your priorities you are gonna dictate up, your boundaries. Right. And if you don't set up boundaries and priorities, there is always gonna be a, another story. There's always going to be another mm-hmm. move. Always going to be another trade. Well, somebody's always going to be a sign. Somebody's always going to get hurt. And you could just keep talking yourself into pushing everything else off. And I think you have to make the conscious decision like, no, I care about my life outside of this. I care about my mental well-being outside of this. I yep. care about my family outside of this. I care about being a normal human being outside of this. And all this will be here. And so I, I think that is something that it's not as easy for people to realize as us. It took y'all a while to get there. I know it's taken yeah. me mm-hmm. a long time to get there, and I don't even have a wife or kids yet. And it's something I want to put in place now, where I'm like, man, I'll be yeah. oh yeah, so so it's easier later, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. When just, I got my queen, I can yeah. be like, nah, me and my queen are out. <laughs> Leave yeah, us alone. Like, that's that's one thing I wish that I I would have get gotten ahead of, um, because you feel like. And I, I guess I don't want to assume or, or or put this on any of you guys. I'll just say for me, like, it feels like, you know, imposter syndrome, right? Where it's like, oh, man, they really let me do this. They're really paying me, like, to do this, right? And it's like, ah, just as they get just as easy as they gave it to me, they can they take, take it, it away. away. So yeah. <laughs> I got to I gotta make sure that, you know, I'm always there that, you know, oh, you sleep? No, I'm not sleep. What's up? Like what? What what's <laughs> nice. need to happen? What's crack? Somebody got traded? Like what? Let's go. Let's like. And I wish I would have been able to say, "Hey, no, the news will be there when I wake up in the morning, and then we can rock out, you know, that day, and then do what we got to do." Like, and I get it. We're in a special case. Like so, sometimes, like you know, you you're gonna have to do it sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Um. But when like super important things are happening, like, uh birthdays and i get there'll be more birthdays but um but just you know family things that you value that you want to invest in um 
like making those decisions. Like I, I I've been getting better at that and I want to continue to be better at that. Well, it's a really difficult shift because I mean, how did you get to where you are? How did I, how did you get to where you are, Russ? How did I get to where you got here by outworking all of the people, all of the yeah. people like me by, by working seven day weeks or six and a half day yeah. weeks. And then you have to, then you have to like pretty suddenly shift it. At least it felt like that for me because I got married young. So I've been married my entire career. My entire professional career has also been time where I was married. Um, but we didn't have kids till like five years in. And I didn't really feel like there was some limitation. Like my wife and I weren't able to spend time together before we had kids from working a lot. Like she worked a lot. I worked a lot. And we had all the nights and weekends we want. And it didn't feel like. It didn't feel like we were shortchanging each other. And then when you have kids, I think I had my first kid when I was like 27. It's like instantly changes everything. It instantly is you have to reorder the things that you prioritize. And you can keep working at the same speed, but you're going to give up so much that matters so much more to you. I am curious why you have to take parental leave from this job, though, Tone. This this is like an hour a week coming mm-hmm. on here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jason's doing the thing. Uh, two months? Yes. That's a long time, but I feel him. Yes. Mu- like, I feel like you're going to be bored and want to come back like after three weeks. He's going to send us a text like six weeks in like, ah, I miss y'all, bro. <laughs> and then we, then we're not gonna see it for another six weeks yeah yeah i mean uh yeah i mean it's not gonna feel like a long time it's watch this is gonna be like nothing all right so we're that is like four is four is what is it like eight shows yes that's okay we're it's okay now we don't give parental leave we're not we're not paying you during that time we're gonna yeah, pay ricky yeah. camp to do your job mm-hmm. for you shout camp i i'll talk to him today but we are going to, like, people can't wait two months to hear from you. We got to be able to at least, like, check in or something after the baby's born. We got to get, That'd like, five, five minutes. Just just see what happened. No, we don't. You know? People are going to want to know. He's going to be doing it on his, like, Instagram and stuff anyway. I doubt it. Like, I, I, I know this version of Tone, like, Family Man Tone now. And he's going to be like... Hey, March, what's going on, everybody? <laughs> like, like nothing I'll, happened. Here's, here's, like he did he just disappear. He's gonna reemerge, but looking like I'll, he's in album mode. When when she's born, I'll let everybody know, and then I'll let social media know, and then all of a sudden, ghost. And then I'm gonna be like, "Hey, what's up?" So, uh, Bears going to the playoffs, huh? Wow, what happened? That's what, Yo, you think you're going to emerge from the coordination and see that? Bears go to playoffs, we're going to have to get you to make the guest appearance because that's why. Because your boy Blues would have done. <laughs> we, want, we want Tony to present the trophy for Coach of the Year to Matt Eber. Yes. That'd be great. Yeah. like, wow, I don't know what happened, but uh, congrats to you. You know, be like, well, I'll be damned. Tone, how involved are you going to be in the birth? I did not really want to do mm-hmm. much in there. I wanted to be in there. Mm-hmm. I didn't want it to be like, you know, the 1960s where I would just get a call at the bar telling me I had a boy right. or a girl. It's like I wanted to be in there, <laughs> but mm-hmm. I don't – I didn't want to watch, and mm-hmm. I thought it took a long time. We're like, we could speed this up, 
and I did not want to do oh I did not want to do anything that would technically count as a medical procedure. So like I don't need to help deliver the baby. I don't need to cut any cord. Uh, you, the mm. doctors we're paying the doctors to do all that. The, I want that's to, my point. Hey, we pay. I want there to be. Am I, I getting paid? Yeah. And we I don't even, all the I don't even want to be Let's cleaning up the here. baby. I'm paying you, for it. You guys deliver the baby. You guys do all the work. Uh, you guys mm. spray the baby down real quick and then wrap it in a blanket and hand it to me. That's what I want to do. What, what's your approach here, Tone? You're going to be like all like smocked up and. Oh, I mean, yeah, like now, especially like post COVID, like everything's got to be everything's got to be clean. <laughs> uh, everything's got to be clean. So. Um, yeah, I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna be in the room. Um, I was in so the room. I two, just I wasn't participating. Yeah, I mean, yeah, nobody's expecting me to do anything. So her mama. Um, and I'm there you. for. Yeah, oh yeah, her mom, registered nurse, like oh, yeah, yeah. all those. Oh, well, that's things. helpful. Like, I, <laughs> I was. I rather have you heard than you. Right, like if they, if they were still because at one point it was only one person. Yeah. Because of COVID, they just recently changed those rules. So if it was just one person, I'm sending the pro in there. I don't need. No <laughs> issues. I know how they treat colored women when when they say they are in pain and they don't listen. I am not going. There's going to be a professional in there in her mom that sees that is seeing what's going on, making sure her IVs are good. Like we are taking zero chances with these. These are strangers. They're delivered. We're paying them to deliver our baby, but these are strangers. They do not get to be trusted. So I'm glad her mom's going to be in there. Uh, I'm there for moral support, and if somebody is is being mean or, or yelling, then your boy, you know, go, hey, we could take off these smiles and these masks, bro. We could take this outside and throw hands if we need to, my guy. Okay. Like, this, is, this, is, this is my, I, I'm, we go 30. I, I love quick. the passion. I love the enthusiasm. I think you're preparing for a situation that isn't going to happen, but I'm just saying, know. one of them nurses, I, I love hey, the fire. Hey, I love hey, the fire. That's, a, that's great. Hey, black. And also, and also, I think, you know, I'm I don't know if this happened to you. <laughs> they might. I don't know. I don't no know if this happened to, to you, Jason, but um, it's like when you when you're preparing for this major event, and yeah. it's like for some reason all the negative things like show up on your timeline, on your news feed, and stuff like that, and it like it scares you, man. So it's like, hey, I'm not. I read all the articles. I was like, hey, I'm I'm I know all the lingo, all the jargon, just in case y'all want to slip some past, which I'm not trying to do. So um, but yeah, I'm I'm fully prepared to make sure that it, it ultimately it's the Lord that's gonna have to, you know, bring us through safely through this. Uh, but I want to make sure I do all I can, you know, as a father in that situation to make sure everything runs smoothly. And we taking but all the pampers. You and we taking all the blankets. In his voice when he said that. And we we got to make sure that everything runs smoothly. Yeah, <laughs> taking all the extra bottles. Trying to put it. Trying to put like on his everything. dad voice. Papa Tone. We the, okay. We got yeah. the big bag. You know, we already got our suitcase ready to go. We got extra space yeah. for the extra good, for good. The extra materials we 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 taking. You know, theft. When you start oh, buying, when you start having to replenish the supply of pampers, I think is probably when you'll come back to this show. Because you be like, oh, that's expensive. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I can no, use no. those little already, side checks from Russ and Jason. I've already looked. I, I already looked at uh, the prices. We walk every time we go to Target or Walmart or something. I'm like, ooh, well, you know, why are diapers? You have to make a way. Keep it a buck. Like, what's what's what, no what's idea. up with the 
I have Diver no work. idea why baby. Well, you need them to work. Sensor. You need them to work. They've got to work. You can't have leakage. You can't have a busted yeah. diaper. Like dude, they got to work. And they got you. They know you need them. So it's like supply and demand. Like we know you need these yeah. diapers, and there we know go. you need a bunch of them. So there you go. So a pack of, what, economy what, what, economy how, what comes in a pack of like a box of diapers? How many pampers you getting? Is it like a couple hundred? I don't even know. Yeah. Damn. Mm. And you don't have to replenish that? I mean, a newborn's going through like 10 of those a day. They go through them, my guy. (laughs) A pack of You don't even know. You don't even know. You've just heard. You've heard from your uh, your brother. He did have John. He did have John. Yeah, he's got a nephew. Is that it? Okay. Wait a minute. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, no. We can't start the show yet. Well, start no. I got to get it off. We I mean, thirty minutes. Like, so we, you're, we can get so started, and then we can come back and talk like diapers and birthing stories and all of this. All right. I just want to make sure I remember my point. Go ahead. Okay. Can you keep it? Can you keep it in there for I'll like, remember. a minute? All right. Okay. I'll remember. All right. We're gonna get to a bunch of birthing stories in a minute, so I'm sure the audience will love that. Uh, welcome to Sports Adjacent. I'm Jason Leisure with my co-host Russ Dorsey. He can't talk right now because he needs to try to remember. I'm trying to his focus. Question. I'm actually yep. on Target's website right now, trying to see what see what the, okay. the price of Good. diapers are. That's called producing. And speaking of which, we got Tony Gill, the goaded producer, the littest producer in the game, about to step away, about to go on vacation. Uh, hopefully, not phoning it in today. Ah, um, paternity leave, not vacation. Hopefully, uh, two months feels like some of that will be vacation. Uh, it's not going to be vacation. <laughs> It's not gonna be vacation. I'm already like mentally prepared for it not to be vacation. Tony Gill and his soon-to-be-born child are sponsored by Sheets and Giggles. Make sure that baby is sleeping on Sheets and Giggles. They got crib sheets, Tony. I'm surprised that you can go to any yet. No, you should buy them. They've sent you enough. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying. They have, I, I, they have I won't be able well to experience the baby sheets. I mean, they had a hand in this. In a way. Fair. True. Tony Gill is brought to you by Sheets and Giggles. You can go to our link, sheetsgiggles.com slash SA, and that will automatically apply a 23% off discount to your entire cart. No promo code needed. Uh, You can get the the sheet set, which is the 100% eucalyptus, silky smooth. You can also get the flannel boys, which is the flannel sheets are a eucalyptus cotton hybrid that are really great for fall. And check out their new pillow. They got a great new pillow on Sheets and Giggles. Uh, sheetsgiggles.com slash SA is the link that will get you 23% off. Sports Jason is also brought to you by BetMGM. You can go to betmgm.com or download the BetMGM app and get this offer. Your first bet with them gets paid back in free future betting credits up to $1,500 if you don't win. So you either win or you get the free future betting credits on your first bet. Good deal either way. Use promo code adjacent. 1,000. You can bet on college football, pro football, hockey season's underway, uh, basketball. You can bet on the preseason games, but the regular season will be here soon. Use promo code adjacent1000 to get that offer where your first bet gets paid back up to $1,500 in free future betting credits if you don't win. Bet MGM, the king of sports books. Russ, you got a diapers related question, a baby related question. What do you got? Yeah, here? I was going to be like, so in a pack of 100, Honestly, from your newborn days, how like how fast would those run out? I I feel like it's uh like eight to ten a day for a newborn. 
And even for a bigger crazy. baby, even Eight even for a change, even for a day, even for a two year old. Well, you're doing them like overnight with babies, too. They're not mm-hmm. they're usually not sleeping through the night right away. But I think even with a two year old, it's you're probably talking like five diapers a day. Damn, dog. All right. So yeah. at Target, yeah. a pack of uh, uh, 140 for the newborn size is forty nine ninety nine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But the alternative is what? The alternative is, you know, buy a mop. It's gonna be horrible. In the old school, uh, my dad remembers. Man, you run them cloth boys. No, yeah. <laughs> you run the cloth boys back in the no. day. Man, I had some friends like ten years ago that were like, "We're gonna do the cloth diapers because it's good for the environment." I'm like, "The environment's gonna have to take an L on this one. No way, absolutely not." <laughs> I'm sorry, environment. What are we talking Y'all about? Getting these You're just gonna start using that instead of toilet paper too? Just keep a rag next mm-hmm. to the toilet? I don't think so. I think that everybody should have something that gives them the joy. Or childlike joy, or childlike okay. wonder, or childlike you know curiosity or, or happiness, whatever it is, and you should be keep that uh, and pass that along to you know your children if you have some, or just something that just keep that makes you feel young uh, and, and and alive. Um, and I, and video games is that for me, and I don't plan on giving it up. I know it's childish, you know, but I'm always keeping up on what's the next video game even if i don't currently have it but i'm watching youtube videos or how to's of some sort i have a nintendo switch when i'm my brain is fried i'm popping in the pokemon or the zelda or or mario smash brothers or something just to get my mind off of things and i can just enjoy like a a simple activity or or something that i can just kind of put a puzzle together type situation. Uh, and I love video games, man. Like I'm, I'm, I don't see myself. I see myself as a 60 year old man trying to play the latest video game or, or at least attempting <laughs> to um, without having a seizure because of all the different colors and movements and stuff. It might be a lot, um, but yeah. 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 Hopefully I don't have arthritis where I can still move my, my fingers at a, at a decent enough pace. Um, so I'm, I'm looking up like ways to make sure my joints don't, you know, go away. At least the ones in my hands. Um, but yeah, yeah, like I see myself as long as I have the physical and mental capabilities, I see myself playing video games all the way to the end. See, I do too, but I see myself playing the video games from the 90s all the way to the end. Like I'll still be playing NBA Live mm-hmm. 95 on Sega or Mario Kart on mm-hmm. N64. I that's the most recent video game system I have is N64 from like 1996. That's and wild. <laughs> And we still play it sometimes. Me and the kids play it. We play Mario Kart. I'll go down there and play like Griffey Mm -hmm. or hockey. There wasn't really like football, basketball games were not great for that at the time. Mm -hmm. Star Fox. Um, Mm -hmm. But man, like if you want to go back to childhood, like the best for me is if somebody's got NBA Jam. If you got NBA Jam. NBA Jam's fire. I guess it would have been like Super Nintendo or something, I think, Mm -hmm. as far as like playing it at home. But we would also play mm-hmm. it at Chuck E. Cheese or wherever in the arcade. And there's some places that still have that. Like if you go to there's some bar in Chicago that has a bunch of old uh, arcade games and it's all free. And my brother and I were there just like 
playing away on the Simpsons video game console or the Sim- mm-hmm. Simpsons video game arcade thing or NBA Was it Emporium? I don't Emporium remember the name of it, honestly. Okay. I really don't. I I don't remember the name of it. I, I'm not. It's like a, it's like stuff. Emporium is like a old. They have like it's like an arcade for adults where you can like drink and stuff like that. Emporium, like, Emporium, dope. Emporium. It wasn't. No, that sounds cool. It wasn't like. It wasn't like exclusively an arcade. It just kind of had like an arcade room in the back where it had okay. Papa Shot and NBA Jam and The Simpsons and stuff like that. But I I, I hear you, man, because I like all the stuff, and I think this really uh resonated with me back in the pandemic back in like 2020 when everything shut down and it's like how do you occupy yourself when you can't really go do anything and all the stuff that takes me back like i love 1990s nba and major league baseball and i had so many Mm -hmm. cards back then and i spent a lot of time in 2020 going back looking through those cards but i still like doing that like I got my basketball cards, which are all like 1990s NBA cards. I've got that all in like a binder in my bedroom, mm-hmm. like in my closet. And I, I could easily go home from recording this and pull that out and just like mm-hmm. flip through it. And like that will be – I will sit there and look at a page worth of like Sharif Abdurrahim cards or something like that or Mookie <laughs> Blaylock or like Sean Kemp or whatever, like. I just flipping through them and like looking at all the old jerseys and stuff takes me back to childhood. I think, yeah. um, okay. No, 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 go ahead, bro. I was going to say it's, I wish I could still say, yeah, I want to play video games now that I'm an adult. And I remember how much fun video games brought me. I think there's so much nostalgia in it and it takes me back to a much easier, much simpler time. <laughs> I think the reality for me is that life, you realize as an adult how much time that you waste almost is too strong of a word, but waste playing video lose. games. How much time disappears? You, you lose a lot of time mm-hmm. playing games. Like mm-hmm. I was a type of gamer where I was playing whole seasons, every mm-hmm. game of whole seasons in franchise yeah. mode. Like yeah. I was that guy. Like I'm playing, mm-hmm. I'm not simming nothing. Whole I did game, that on Griffey baseball and all nine, on game, hit all nine innings, all mm-hmm. four quarters, like whole shebang, <laughs> yeah. all three periods on in, in the NHL. Old school. That's like right. it is uh yeah, doing it like that. So that takes time. Like mm-hmm. I would there was a time where, you know, summertime, you start playing nine, ten o'clock. You get off the game, it's like four thirty in the morning. Ah, and you go yes. and you go through. I like remember those nights. Nice. Yes, and but it was okay. Season, yes, it was okay because yes. you could sleep till noon the next day and you'd be fine. Mm-hmm. And you look up yep. and you're on like year twenty fifty in your friend. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're just like nine years old stuff. and you got this grizzly yes. beard going. Yes, and you come out the room and my parents always just tell me that me and my brother would be playing a game all night and you come out the room with your eyes like this because you've been staring at the screen for so long. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> the, my youngest great. brother my youngest brother would get into We'd be playing video games for a while, and my brother Brett would, like, when whenever it was time to stop it, and, like, a parent would step in and say, okay, that's it. Turn it off. My brother would just, like, have all of a sudden that he would, like, realize 
oh, 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 no, I got to go to the bathroom and I'm really hungry. Like he all of a sudden, like, like all those things were on pause. Like he, he just all of a sudden remember like, oh man, I'm starving and I got to go to the bathroom. I've just been holding it for like three hours. <laughs> but there, I mean, there is a healthy way to, to do this as an adult with responsibilities. Not for me. With, not for me. There's not. With family. Because when he talks, like, when he talks about playing video games as a kid, like mm-hmm. I did that instead of homework. And that's why I. That's why I was. A, that's why I was a, an underachiever in school. That's why I got great standardized test scores and then like very average grades. And so when I went to college, I was like, I can't. I can't be playing video games. That was kind of the end of me with video games. And some of the new video games that have come out, like they're probably not even that new anymore. But like when Nintendo Wii mm-hmm. came out, I was like, this is mm-hmm. incredible. The tennis, the baseball, like this is awesome. And I'm like, I can never own this. I can never buy one of these. I like college for me was my last hurrah of that. Mm-hmm. Like I remember my roommate and I, my freshman year or my first half of my sophomore year, we were in the same class. I'd go, he wouldn't. And he's like, bro, watch, I'm going to get a, a, an A on this test. You're going to be mad. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to be right in here. And that's what happened. We both did the test. I got an A. He got an A. He didn't go to one class. I'm like, all right. So then we just skip the class and go play 2K middle of the day. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> no, nah, it, but it was it was when I started working when I'm like, I have to start grinding right now and I can't mm-hmm. really afford to waste time is when my I, I hung up my my controller for the last time. And I've even like, mm-hmm. I've even got to a point where, like, I have more free time than I probably say, especially during the off season. Could mm-hmm. I buy a PS5? Sure. Sh- will I? Probably not. Buy me Just one. Give me one. <laughs> That's what, baby the Russ, father, that's what the baby wants. That's what the baby wants. About to have a baby, a PS5. Yeah. Your wife. Will- oh, actually, guess, guess, uh, what I'm, guess what I'm be doing at night when I'm rocking her to sleep. You can't rock to sleep with. Yeah, what are you talking about? You're gonna keep that baby awake with all the jostling. Be like, hey, hey, be quiet, baby. Let me beat this level. Come on, man. Your wife. Don't get poked up. If I'm telling you, man, if your wife if your wife walks out there and you're playing video games and you kind of have the baby like tucked under your arm, she's mm-hmm. not gonna like mm-hmm. that. Ah, oh, the baby will be fine as long as if it's if it's seriously like bothering her, I'll be like, all right, well, let me stop. But if she's knocked knocked out after a bottle, turn me up, turn me up. I think I'm the a, main things, the main things that take me back to childhood, like that are childhood things that I still love to do and can do. Video games is definitely one of them. Like if my brother wanted to come over and we we're going to play Mario Kart or Griffey baseball on N64, we probably would play that. It would probably be like the old days where like, oh, you don't realize it. All of a sudden it's three in the morning. But like there's yeah. certain foods that are like that, like cinnamon Pop-Tarts, Captain Crunch, that mm-hmm. cheap boxed Kraft mac and cheese. Like I could still eat a bowl of that <laughs> right now. Um. Don't old say that. movies. My mom be listening, and she loves craft mac and cheese. I'm like, mom, I you make some I do of the too. best mac and cheese I've ever had, but hell no. There's like, like she'll I, make I, amazing mac and cheese from scratch, and then eat the blue yeah. box. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. Like we have a friend. We we made uh, one of our friends years ago had this incredible recipe for mac and cheese from scratch, and every time that we make that because we kept the recipe because it was so good. Every time my wife makes that or I make that, it's amazing. It's great, but I also still want that. Just watery, rubbery craft mac and cheese. Mac and cheese and Pop Tarts, by the way, those are two things you cannot buy the generic brand of. You gotta get official Pop Tarts and you gotta get official 
Kraft mac and cheese. The knockoffs. I'm don't with taste. you on the Kraft mac and cheese. You can't get knockoff. Like you can't get house brand box. It's not gonna mac be right. You cannot no. get Jules signature. The powder weird or, or the noodle yeah. is weird. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. I'm glad we've definitely the pop tarts too. Um, we've talked about this on the on the show. Cereal you can kind of get by sometimes. Uh, like we were a we were listen we were a Malto Mill family. And we were we were Piggly Wiggly brand. Yeah, we get the Fruityos and it just tastes exactly (laughs) the way, if not better than Fruit Loops. Fruityos, man, they get the job. Apple rings, cinnamon toast squares. And here's the thing with the Fruityos, Apple rings, Malto meal bag. It was like 18 pounds. Like It wasn't like a normal bag or box. The bag would be like my dad would flip it over his shoulder. The bag was so big. All the cereal. (laughs) But the cereal, cereal, the one of the reasons you can get away with like knockoff brand cereal is because it's it's just like alcohol. It's like once you have a certain amount of it, you can't taste it anyway. You know, once you once you've had like once you're through your first bowl of that knockoff Captain Crunch, you're not going to taste anything for like the next three days. Fruity Rice was kind of fire. I will admit that. The, the, the knockoff Fruity Pebbles. Oh, fruity, fruity Rice, pebbles. <laughs> yeah, fruity rice was kind of fire. Yeah, Fruity Rice sounds wild. Uh, you've you've told us wild. about Kaboom before. Yes. If I could find you, if I could find you, well, you know I like Waffle Crisp too. Yep. Too too much. Uh, yeah. If I could find you a box of Kaboom, I would. I think I would pay like twenty bucks to get Tone a box of Kaboom. Is that what the baby wants? Too Tone. The baby doesn't want diapers. The baby wants a PS Five and like a crate of PS Five and yeah. No. So what's crazy is I know we are we love cereal on the show. And now that y'all have mentioned it, I've been craving a, a just a nice big bowl of cereal for a while now because it's probably been a good five, not since I've been living on my own, five-ish years or so since I had like a bowl of cereal and no BS. Whoa. That's how do you do that? So when I was living That's in my parents' wild. house, we'd always have cereal. Well, no, but it's just like when it was at my parents' house, we'd always have cereal, whether it was, you know, Raisin Bran, which I know I love. Uh, we'd have some fr- Fruit Loops. We'd have whatever, Special K, whatever. And when I moved out on my own, I li- I just stopped buying cereal. That's crazy. I mean, I don't even I've know gone away from it, too. Right now. I'm but like a like State head coach of- right now. You're not even making sense. You're not even saying words. I don't understand. I get it. I know. I've kind of gone the same way, though, because my wife started in on me a couple of years ago about she's like, you can do whatever you want. You keep eating cereal every morning, like when you were five. If you, you want can keep killing fun. yourself. Yeah, keep doing it. <laughs> Go ahead. And I even like moved on to adult cereal. Like I buy like cashy cereal. But every now and then I'll sneak in a box of something that's terrible for me. But she kind of mm-hmm. talked me into like, you know, you probably will feel better, though, if you eat more protein. Damn, if you eat something a little more you. solid. So now I've gone to like stop limping around here if you like honey bunches of oats. Yeah, but now I've gone to like now I've gone pretty consistently every day is pretty much like egg whites and turkey sausage or turkey bacon or something like that. And then you know I don't know like when are you gonna have cereal after that? I know there's a lot of like nighttime cereal eaters. I'm not really. And that's that's not not great. I I I was in my day. Oh dessert! I don't give. I don't want cookies. I don't want brownies. I don't want cake. I don't get cereal. Bring that it here, boy. Yep, choo choo choo, yum yum yum. 
<laughs> one time I, yum, I, yum, yum, yum. I'm talking about two, three bowls on a good one. Mm-hmm. One time when I was a kid, I was probably like 12, and I combined two of my passions. One is cereal, and the other is pettiness toward my brother, Jake. And we had a box of tricks, or, or whatever Piggly Wiggly brand of tricks was from the store. And not kidding, that morning, I got a salad bowl out and poured the whole box into it. <laughs> my dad walked in like, what are you doing? Duh, I couldn't no, finish I- it. I couldn't finish it. I, I, was, I wasn't ready so yet. Good. I wasn't ready. I'd be ready now. Cereal is so good, but it's like, I think the combination of just not buying it anymore as an adult and also my health conscious nature of how I live now is like, dog, I can't be. It's better use of my calories and sugars in the day than eating this Cap'n Crunch that's going to cut my mouth up anyway and I'm going to be mad, but it's going to feel good. Yeah. <laughs> eating Captain Crunch, like you can hear it in there, just like, just like clawing at the slicing right your you can, shit. You can up. hear it in there, just like, <laughs> bro. Like there's two like feral cats fighting. You in look like you were in a Mike Tyson fight when you're done eating Captain <laughs> Crunch. Yes, it is definitely like cats have been scratching your shit up. Yeah, right. But it's good. <laughs> The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. All right, guys. If I never heard the names Will Pitt, Smith or Jada Pinkett ever again, that would be okay. And I like, I really, I rock with Will, but Jada um, has abused this man in the media for a long time now. Like it's been, it's been a while. And the latest act. This is uh, crazy. Got the streets in an absolute uproar. So Jada Pinkett Smith, the what we believe was the wife of Will Smith, before today. Yeah, who knows? Uh, who really knows? She's on the yeah. streets. She said in an interview with Hoda Kota that her and Will have been separated since 2016. Like effectively is, divorced. Like she said, we we didn't sign no paper. For all we intents were, and purposes. All intents and purposes, we were divorced romantically. Yeah. I think this is absolutely 
wild. Also not true when you start doing the math, because the math's not math. Um, Will, last year, smacked the shit out of Chris Rock. Followed that up by saying, keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. Mm-hmm. For a woman that was, he's estranged from. Since 2016, according to her. Mm-hmm. Are you then? Are you like trying to win her love back? Like, I, I, I actually have so many that. questions. I thought about that, and I like my gut reaction. Now looking back at that from twenty twenty two, I think from last year, I actually feel like the slap is more noble of him now. Mm. And it kind of explains like there was this weird. If you watch that again, which I did after I heard this, there's like this weird delay in his reaction. Like Chris Rock makes the joke and it's a, and it refers to like a medical condition that she has alopecia, Mm -hmm. alopecia, whether he meant to do that or not, or was aware of that or not. And Will Smith has kind of this weird, like they, he kind of chuckles politely and she kind of has this weird look on his face and there's like a delay. And then Will Smith jumps in and says, and and walks up and slaps him and says, keep my wife's name out of your mouth. And I, I kind of like, I found myself like in my initial reaction, like feeling that that was a noble move by him, that he was doing that out. that even though they're separated, he was doing that out of loyalty and duty. But it's so hard to know what's real with these people. Like when it comes to Will Smith, he's one of these guys like Alex Rodriguez, where I'm like, what what's real or Tiger Woods, where it's like, what are you what's really going on? Is anything that you do? real or is it all just kind of part of this public consumption media filler that you do and like i guess she said she told in the the interview that chris rock actually reached out to take her on a date not then and no not but then. it was, she it was said years she earlier married, but which that might be, that might make more sense about the slap to me, and that could have played into it because right, like he, he pulled up on my wife when we were still married, talking about some HR divorce. No, all right, now you get slapped. Um, I, I just think the, yeah. to me the being separated since 2016 would make more sense just because every it seemed like every week or every other week she's saying without people asking how much she loved Tupac and Miss Tupac. And how they write letters to each other and all that. And if I'm Will, at some point I'm like, Doug, that man is no longer on this earth. And you're not married to him before. And that may have been the love of your life, but it's almost you're doing your current marriage a disservice by continuing to look back and like mourn and reminisce. And it it is it it just it feels clout chasey, right? And I'm gonna tell you another thing. Don't bring me up on Red Table Talk talking about entanglements if we weren't if we were separated. That was all part of the, the, the appearance they were keeping up. It was but, it was so bizarre. But, but is it one of those things where it's like, did Jada think they were separated and Will didn't? Not like, the way she so puts it questions. now. She's got a memoir coming up. That's why she's doing these interviews. It's a rollout. I'm sure there's a lot detailed in there, but they pulled a clip has resurfaced of her uh, on some talk show in 2017. So a year after she claims that they were effectively divorced, um, if even though not legally, 
and they're applauding her. The audience and the host is applauding her for being married for 20, 23 years, whatever it is. And the host is like, well, how do you, uh, how do you keep it hot? How do you keep it spicy? And she just is like, I, um, I, I don't really know. It's, she looks very uncomfortable answering the question. I, uh, I was like, when this resurfaced again, and I'm like, what is she doing? Like, what is she? What is she thinking? And what is she doing? And, and she's trading off this. She's trying to make money off. It's obvious what she's doing. The question is like, is why? her career in in and that should she be in that bad of a space? I don't know if like, it's. She do can't you feel like it's work? good? Like, do you feel like she can't do this? I mean, if she wants to like profit off her personal story and the things she's gone through, I mean, do you feel like there's something wrong with that tone? I. I think it's not what I would do, the, but I don't know. I mean, I guess she can do that if she wants. I think I take more offense is her. Um, how can I say this? I think I take offense of how she's going about claiming what a marriage is when she's obviously doing the opposite. Yeah, she had all the answers on red table. Right. And and then being like, oh, this is this is what I do. This is what happens. It's like, no, you're not in a marriage. That's not a marriage. Like whatever y'all agreement is. And it, it's weird because I was actually we me and Seth, we were talking about it. I'm like, what is her definition of divorce? It's like you're already doing all the things. Like, it's what is you, is it just you just want to say that you haven't been divorced or you, yeah. you know, is that I mean, it? That's what the whole uh, what was the I mean, guy's name? Stupid. August something. The guy August was yeah. yeah, that, yeah, that, that wasn't was like, like that wasn't an affair. That was who she was dating after she split with Will Smith. Yes. Yeah. And it's like, what do you? It was the dude that had hurting, moved in. Right. <laughs> you're hurting other people. Obviously, August was severely hurt because he's like, you guys should be divorced. Like, what is happening here? Like, we should be doing this like for real, like dating, and. Mm. It, it's just so weird uh, about what she's doing and, and how she's going about. If I'm Will, I'm filing. I don't get why he's choosing to stay with her. There, She did not give a good answer for that. Maybe in the book, which hasn't come out yet, she will. But she did not give a good answer for that in the interview with, uh, with um, Hoda. It was basically like to the effect of like we couldn't figure out how to move forward not being married, but still kind of having to be partners, still having to work together for our careers and for our kids. Grow up, grow up, be an adult. Yeah. Well, the real (laughs) lesson that you need to take from this, though, is stop believing anything you see in any of this celebrity stuff. This is all a product. And this Mm -hmm. is very, very uh, current with the whole Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey thing. All of these celebrities, they are people. They are real people, and I'm sure they have real problems and real feelings, but they are also each their own individual economy. And it has been mm-hmm. very advantageous to the Will Smith, Jada Pinkett Smith economy to come off looking like this classic all-time, like forever couple that has all the secrets to a good, long-lasting relationship. I look at it similar to what both of y'all said, and I think you guys both made really good points. 
Jason, to your point about the celebrity and everything, I think you, you, you got to assume everything's a rollout. Everything's promo yes. for something. For because her, everything's an economy, Russ. Like, how many people make money off Will Smith's career? How many people make money off Taylor's? There's there's a whole business. These are businesses. Go ahead, man. No, you're good. Um, like, the entanglement episode where you roll Will out there crying, teary-eyed, man, hurt to talk about this entanglement where you didn't get no answers or actually keep it a buck um, with promo for Red Table Talk, right? Uh, you doing this, oh, well, we've been divorced since 2016, uh, is promotion for your book to roll out. Like, and it it comes off super clout chasey for somebody that I always felt didn't need to do that. Yeah. Why did Jada need, what, what reason would Jada's, Pinkett Smith have to clout chase. She didn't. Mm-hmm. But at the same this time, if you feel thinking, man. if you feel like your 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 career or the attention is starting to slip or fade, if you've been in the public eye for years, I can see how somebody says, you know what? I gotta I gotta get the shit back. And mm-hmm. I'm gonna create some buzz. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's and, and it sounds every, funny. Rogers every Tuesday on McAfee. And it sounds funny, but like I, I think that's where it was with them. And I think to the other side, their relation has come off almost emotionally abusive. Yep. Yeah. Jada towards Will for mm-hmm. a while now. I think Will and, loves and super her. toxic. Yeah. I and think I, he like for real, I think he loves Jada for sure. And it's like, hey, whatever will make you happy, I'm down with. Even if he knows this is the dumbest thing ever. This is so stupid what we're doing here. This isn't love. I'm not receiving anything from this. We are unequally yoked. If I'm conf- if I'm loving you and I want to be loved from you and by you, and you have these fantasies about a dead dude. And you have, and you want an entanglement with other dudes. Like, look, man, you—that is a toxic, toxic situation. And that, and it's that all in public. Healthy, yeah, and it, and it cannot be mentally or physically healthy for Will. I just, uh, I don't, I, I, I don't want to hear from Will, but I'm curious to find out what his thought, where his thoughts are right now. How would you know what to believe even though like it's they're they're literally actors that's one of the differences between this kind of celebrity and like uh an athlete or a musician is like they're literally actors this is what they're good at doing will can making, hide it on, on yeah on, i uh, think will have a hard episode. time hiding it will had a terrible time hiding it terrible he was like this is what we agreed to right he's like yep yep like just teary-eyed the whole time I'm like, this is this is not what he wants. But it's like, how do you I mean he's grown, he's got kids, he's an adult, he should be able to use wisdom and say, This isn't this, this is not, this is not it. This is not it. I Russ has made conflicting points of wanting to never hear about them again and wanting to hear from Will Smith. I'm with No, the I said no, no 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 no. I'm with I the said, first I'm one. Curious. I don't want to hear anymore. I'm no, good. No 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 no. That's not what I said. I said I'm curious what his thoughts are. Like I'm just interested to see if it was just me and him in a room. What are you thinking right now when your wife goes yeah. out in the streets and says all this about y'all union that you you thought that y'all had. Maybe he's just like yeah. I knew what it was. 
We agreed to this open relationship stuff. And at the time, it sounded good. And then you realize, mm, did not like it the way I thought I might. <laughs> and it's like, it's so self. It's like, like, do you not think about your family? Like, how does it impact the kids? Like, it's, I just don't like grown folks with kids making unwise decisions. I don't, I think I've, I've felt like that for a long time. Like, even as a kid, like when I see like an adult just not being wise, just yeah. continually, like, I don't know, that just really bugged me. Like, and it still bugs me even now. Like, well, it bugs you for the kids because the kid, the kid, the kid's innocent. Like, it's not the kid's fault. Yeah. Kid didn't choose to be raised a celebrity or raised in a house where people smoke or raised in a house of violence or raised in a house, raised in a house where they eat badly. And so the kid has, you know, horrible eating habits. Like the kid has no control over any of that. And mm-hmm. they, it's that it's very unjust. That's probably why it bothers you. Russ, let's do the news. All right. Uh, right off the bat, let's start here. Uh, we've got another crotch toucher. Oh no! Chris Paul. We were talking about we were talking about Mac Jones a couple of weeks ago and his bad habit. Dylan Brooks, formerly of the Grizzlies, yeah, now I'm of over. the Rockets. Yeah, I'm over. He's a repeat offender. Tis. Oh uh, yeah, more ways than he either. got. He he hit LeBron in a playoff game last year. Dylan Brooks got kicked out of a preseason game. Five minutes in for, I, I don't know what you'd call it, scooping, clawing, whatever he did to uh, Daniel Tice's central area. Generals. It, it happened in a way that, like, maybe you'd be, you could see some gray area of it happening by accident if it was somebody else, but it's just like we were talking about with Mac Jones. I think it was, was it Jason McCourty or Devin McCourty that said something like that? Like, Mm-hmm. Once these things keep happening, and they shouldn't be happening, what's going on here? Uh, Dylan Brooks, of course, blames the media for giving him this reputation and making him, quote, mm-hmm. Dylan the villain. And now he's getting, quote, picked on by the refs because of it. Um, his reputation has helped him get a four-year, $80 million deal. His reputation is part of being, like, you know, tough and scrappy and whatever has been to his he advantage poked, in a lot of ways. He poked bears and then got yeah. ran by LeBron. Yeah. I'm over <laughs> I'm over the act. I'm over the shenanigans. I'm over. There's a reason that Memphis said he will not be re-signed yes. under any circumstances. Under any circumstances. I've never heard that said to a player. <laughs> and I know dudes who have beat their significant others. Greg Hardy threw his girl on a bed of guns and got to come back. Like, they said under any circumstances he will not return to this team, and I that's think that's what the Grizzlies speaks. speaks that's what the Grizzlies said. We know what the Grizzlies said. We know what uh, Dylan Brooks said. But uh, the streets are talking about Dylan Brooks too. Tone, what are the streets saying? Hey, you know. Hell no. I'm muted, so because I'm not going to have <laughs> him say the name of that out of control. He's not going to say so the name of that control. publication on my, my damn platform. Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. 
And and I should mute you, Jason. Jason, I should mute you too for giving him because you knew where he was going to take that. Yeah, I knew what he was going to do. He's he's given us this you. speech before. I should bite you. Go ahead and unmute him. We'll move on. Nah. We'll move on to the next news news item. It's about Pete Davidson. I know you guys are fascinated by Pete Davidson. Speaking of uh, say Pete, like whoa, not fascinated like in that way. Although that was amazing. That's the first thing you thought of instead of his comedy stylings. What? I don't like the way what? you said you fa- y'all fascinated with Pete Davidson. First of all, chill out. <laughs> what? Streets do be talking about that too. When they say that's why well, he got him. I don't know if this will like surprise you or kind of you know rattle your view of him, but Pete Davidson occasionally gets high. And he told Jimmy Fallon on NBC that he got so high three years ago and then went online and started buying VHS tapes. Just went on like a binge (laughs) buying sealed VHSs, like the actual movies, not like blank ones, but like The Lion King or Rocky or whatever. He bought 3,000 to 5,000, he estimates, sealed VHS tapes. And uh, of course, you know, probably this is normal for celebrities. He didn't he had them shipped to his assistant's house, which was really a joy for his assistant, I think, to get all of these packages because you can't just go to like Amazon or or Best Buy or whatever or or Target and say, I want all of the VHS tapes in existence. You're probably going to a thousand different, you know, eBay and all these Mm -hmm. other places, making a lot of individual purchases. Uh, but he claims that even though he did this while he was high and it is very laughable that he might end up making some money out of this because he he says that recently a sealed copy of one of the Rocky movies went for almost 30 grand. And that in 2026, this is the big year for Pete, in 2026, it will be the 20th anniversary of when they made the last VHS tape. And he's thinking like the nostalgia of that might pay off. So this might not, while this may have started as reckless online shopping while extremely high, it may end up proving to be just uh, simply an unusual form of investing. Smart. Did you guys' phones go off last week for the phone test, or were you like on a plane when it happened or anything like that? The national uh, emergency uh, test? I about to do a hit on... Uh... With Lawrence, Dan, and Layla on the score. And my, did my it happen? Did it happen during or did it happen? No, like it a went off break? right before during the commercial break, like 30 seconds okay. before I went on. But it happened on everyone's phone at the same time. So even if it had happened while you were on the air or while you're in a meeting, like everyone understands. It's different than when your phone goes off and it's the only one that goes off because you haven't put it on silent. This is like a one-time thing happening to everybody. It wouldn't have been that embarrassing. No big deal, right? Mm-hmm. Unless you're in prison and you have a phone and you're not supposed oh, yeah. to. Yeah. <laughs> this is from TMZ. Officials in New York and Florida said that they confiscated phones because not everybody was thinking ahead to turn them off. <laughs> a source in Nevada tells TMZ that they didn't really get any phones there because uh, there everybody was wise to it. Everybody knew it was coming and knew to turn their phones off. But that's bad luck. Whatever you've done to sneak a phone in there at such great risk to yourself and then lose it over the national emergency system test alert, that's a bad break. That's wild. Yeah. 
Uh, Russ, last week you were not on with us. We had Cam Ellis, our old friend. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's in Denver. I don't know if you knew that before you listened to the show, but I didn't. And Cam's Cam in wasn't in here, but yes. He's still tweeting a lot about the Bears, so it was very misleading to me. <laughs> uh, but one of the things we talked about was we talked about a 104-year-old woman from Chicago who set the world record for oldest skydiver. Dorothy Hoffner was mm-hmm. the woman's name. She skydived from 13,500 feet. They're working to certify this as a world record for oldest person to skydive. She passed away Sunday night in her sleep. This was several days after doing the skydiving. Uh, she was born in 1919, Chicago lifer. She was a telephone operator at Illinois Bell, which later became AT&T. And her longtime friend, Joe Conant, described her as, quote, indefatigable and always, quote, fully present. What? Lived a long and happy life. What's it was. The first word. Indef- indefatigable means like you don't get tired, like you have relentless energy. Fatigue is in the word. Yeah, it's got fatigue. The indefatigable. Um... So kind of, kind of sad, kind of sad, but uh, also like sounds like Dorothy Hoffner lived a great life, and mm-hmm. I felt like we should circle back to that since we had talked about it last week. Talked about her amazing feat of being a one hundred and four year old skydiver. And finally, Russ. Uh, it's always nice to bring home a souvenir when you go on a cool vacation. Maybe you go mm-hmm, to the beach mm-hmm. and you bring home some seashells or go to Hawaii, you bring back a lei. I don't know. Stuff like that. And uh, that's what a woman in Minnesota thought when she tried to bring back giraffe poop from her trip to Kenya last week. This is a story from Minnesota Public Radio. U.S. Customs and Border Patrol intercepted this box of poop from an Iowa woman who was flying in and out of the uh, Minneapolis airport. Let me show you a box of it. They, they seized this, of course. Here's the box of, here's a photo of the box of giraffe poop pellets. Uh, why would you be bringing this home, right? Why do you want this? Why would you want any kind of poop of any kind? Uh, this woman was bringing it home to make a necklace out of it. She was going to make this giraffe poop into jewelry. Um, the uh, let's see, let's hear what one of the uh, let's hear what the border patrol agent had to say. Lauren Lewis, the chief of agriculture for U.S. Customs and Border Protection at the Minneapolis airport, says this: "Quote, we were really a little shocked. We don't normally get fecal material. That's not something that we see on a daily basis. Normally, we are inspecting a lot of fruits and vegetables and meats and plants that people are bringing back. So fecal material was unusual. Apparently." When she is at home, she makes jewelry out of moose droppings. So when she saw giraffe droppings while on safari, she thought that would be a unique addition to her craft work, I guess. This was just something she did as a hobby. At home, she makes jewelry out of fecal material. So she just saw something that would be an interesting addition to her hobby. Unfortunately, it's those innocuous importations that sometimes can have the biggest effect. I have a lot of questions. And number one would be, why would you want to make jewelry out of poop of any kind? I don't want to wear poop. I've never thought to myself, I'd love a poop ring or a poop necklace or like, you know, a poop earring or something like that. Does does the smell ever go away? Or is it always going to be like something, uh, you know, so-and-so kind of smells a little off. You know, they wear poop earrings. That's what it is. 
This is like a hobby of hers. Like she's just making jewelry out of out of moose poop. That's just like a thing she does. Like some people crochet. This woman is looking around for different types of animal poops. I got I got to make jewelry out of. Got nothing. You can actually you actually can bring this home if you want. You can you you have to have a a permit for this though, and I would imagine it has to. Yeah, I would imagine it has to be for scientific purposes, not for like crafting. Like, yeah, I just picked this up because they don't sell it at Hobby Lobby, and I was just feeling like making some bracelets. Um, I imagine though, like I imagine what it must have been like, like sitting next to. I, I picture like sitting next to this woman on the flight. And like somehow this tumbles out of her bag and it kind of like spills out on the floor at my feet. And I'm like, I don't know what it is. And so I'm like trying to be helpful and picking it up and helping her put it away. And I'm like, oh no, what's this? Yeah. You think it's some like rocks. Yeah. The one good thing that, that uh, this woman did was she was not trying to smuggle the giraffe poop back into the country. She was honest about it. She declared it on her customs form. So because she did that, even though this was confiscated and destroyed, by U.S. Border and Customs Patrol, uh, they are not disciplining her for this. Other than, obviously, you know, the punishment fits the crime. She's losing her poop that she wanted to make crafts out of. Um, she, by declaring it, avoided a $300 to $1,000 fine for not declaring something like that. I mean, imagine traveling with a box of poop. Just no. in your backpack the whole time. There's just a box of poop. I just got I this. Be, I won't be imagining. I won't be imagining that, Jason. Uh, what's, what's the more newsworthy thing that someone? What What to you is the most newsy item of this that uh, that someone tried to bring poop back on a flight, or that someone as their hobby makes necklaces and stuff out of poop? Like that's just a regular thing. It wasn't like she saw this giraffe poop and was like. You know what that would be amazing for? A necklace. It's like, this is just her thing. She makes necklaces out of poop and stuff. And she's like, oh, that's an interesting new poop. I don't have any draft. That would be great to launch my draft poop line, you know, alongside my already successful moose poop line. Mm. That's the news. Thank you, Jason Leisure. Um, we like to thank everybody for listening to this episode of Sports Adjacent. I'm, I'm, I'm thrown by that one. It's uh, one of the more unique ones we have in a long time. Uh, Tony Gill. What else Papa is she the making bee. out of poop? What else is Tony, she making I, out of poop? Jason. Jason. Silverware? I, I'm not gonna... Children's toys? All right, Jay. The, they didn't land. Didn't land. We're going to have to workshop it, all right? All right, you... Here, I'm, I'm not this. the one making like, stuff out of poop. Not, not it's fine. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna go ahead and throw you on mute real quick, like Tony. I'm gonna put you in timeout. Uh, Tony Hill is presented by Sheets and Giggles. Go to sheetsgiggles.com forward slash SA to get 23% off your next purchase of the softest sheets that money can buy using promo code sports. That is promo code sports. We're also brought to you by Bet MGM. You can get up to $1,500 back in site credits if you do not win your first bet. Up to $1,500 by using promo code ADJACENT1000. That is ADJACENT1000. Fade the Bears might be it might be a wrap for that because if you did that last week, you would have lost. Um, you would have been hoping to get the uh, the free future betting credit reimbursement. Yes, you would have gotten yeah. the betting credit. Absolutely. If that was uh, your bet first MGM. bet, then at least you have that. Mm-hmm. Bingo. 
the king of sports books. Tone, this is your last episode for a while before your daughter yeah. is uh, brought into the world. What are you going to tell the mm-hmm. fine folks who are let them go? Uh, keep listening to sports with Jason. They're still going to have a good time. It's going to be fun. And uh, love y'all. Peace out. He's very checked out already, you can tell. That was very half-hearted. Uh, keep, uh, what is this, Full Go? No, Sports Adjacent? Yeah. Um, keep, uh, keep Sports Adjacent. Keep, uh, I love you guys. This is what yeah. I expected from him. Yeah, y- Y'all shining. He's shining like the light. Like the light. <laughs> That's what he's going to say when he comes back. That's what he's going to say when he comes back. And we'll catch you guys next week. Thanks for listening to Sports Adjacent with Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey. Be sure to download, subscribe, and give the podcast five stars. You can check out the latest episode of Sports Adjacent on all digital streaming platforms. I'm very much adjacent. For a couple hours, I thought I was hood. But then all that happened, I was like, you know what, James? You adjacent to the mother. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.